you take this woman as your lawful wedded wife? Ooh, yeah! Oh, no. Place the ring on her finger and repeat after me. With this ring. With this ring. I thee wed. I thee wed. And welcome to With This Ring. I'm your co-host, Brian Everett. I'm your co-host, Cindy Everett. And this is episode 43. Ooh. We'll, we'll be looking at Unforgiven 1998. Yep. The first uh, pay-per-view after the big WrestleMania. And how much time passed between WrestleMania and this Columbus? Uh, it was four weeks. Okay. That's pretty much the standard, usually, every once in a while. Quicker on one. On the... So what do they do between the pay-per-views? Do they continue the story at the yeah. weeklies? Okay. Yeah, on Raw each week there was something oh, okay. big happening. Like the next episode? Yeah, very much, especially with the Austin McMahon Oh, feud. yeah, I'm sure this, their ratings just like shoot up. Yeah, there. well, that, the Raw where it was Austin versus McMahon oh, was yeah. like the hook for the whole show. That was the first time that Raw actually beat Nitro oh, okay. in the ratings in over two years. Gotcha. So, yeah. so that was like, they're, they're back. As far, yeah. yeah. Like and then the next couple of weeks, they kind of would trade back and forth about the ratings. Because Raw was still taped every other week at this point. Oh. So Nitro would kind of have like their bigger nights when Raw was taped. Mm. And Raw, when it was live, was, was kind of... More of a draw? Yeah. Interesting. I didn't realize it was wasn't live the whole time. Right, yeah. Hmm. Cost cutting. Yeah, no, measures. I get that. Learn something new every day. Yeah. All right. So yeah, so this was like we said four weeks after WrestleMania, and they had gone. You know, Shawn Michaels. Oh, we we, we watched. Sorry, to kind of cut back into yeah. my first note. It's about two weeks after Raw. Right. So you're gonna talk about kind of just like they're Shawn Michaels is gone and yeah, like not even mentioned. So, and the new heel is actually Vince McMahon. What's well. And he's just trying to get the title off of Steve Austin somehow. And the first guy to kind of step up is Dude Love. Yeah, but before that, there's we watched the Raw, the Raw two weeks after WrestleMania. Yeah. And then this is like, oh, what if I move with one hand tied behind your back? I mean, yeah. Well, let's say we had, like, Dude Love comes out and kind of Atta- yeah. attacks Vince, just kind of ends, kind of peters out. Yeah, kind of. Well, because they're not going to do that match this early. Oh, that's true. So is this a way just to, like, get Dude Love into the story? Or? It was just kind of anyone was the, like, I mean, if they wanted it to be Dude Love because he'd have a good match, but it could have right. been, like, a lot of different heels, just whoever it was had to be, like, Handpicked by Vince McMahon, kind of. Got it. Well, and I feel like he didn't really have like an ongoing. Him and Chainsaw Charlie kind of. Yeah, they had out. they had ended after. So Terry Funk. What happened to Terry Funk? Just kind of get bored and go back to his ranch. Uh, he actually sticks around for a little while, like wrestling on underneath matches. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess they wanted something for him to do. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so the show starts and it is. Uh, the Nation of Domination. Minus Farouk. Minus Farouk, of course, yes. Against their former leader, Farouk, and two constant thorns in their sides, yeah, uh, Ken Shamrock and Steve Blackman. Steve Blackman's like the... No, I mean, Mark, I think it's Mark now. 
They kind of look the same, right? Uh, kind of. They're both like white guys, brown hair. Well, WCW made everyone think Mark Merrill was a black guy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, and I always kind of thought that because of that. Well, we don't need to go into that. I mean, it's Steve Blackman. Steve Blackman, though, yeah, he's got like the square haircut, the yeah, beard, yeah, yeah. the cur oh, like this karate pants. Yeah, they're both martial arts. Well, I guess he's martial arts and Mark Merrill is boxing. Yeah. They both are like. Borrowing from other sports that are not. That's, 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 why, that's, that's true. why I'm confused. Yep, I'll give you that. Oh, yeah, thank you. Steve Blackman was also a former bail bondsman. Oh. According okay. to this Wikipedia blurb that just came up. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, now I have a right to a right to <laughs> get them confused. All right, anyways. They, yeah, the crowd is just really going after The Rock. Yeah. Every time. He's yeah, not having he respect is. from them yet. Yeah, he is definitely getting the most heat in this match. And oh, then Farouk is able to get the win, though, so that kind of continues that feud. Oh, yeah, the yeah, crowd blows it. Yeah, yeah the Farouk's was kind of whipping D'Lo Brown. Yeah. It's not great. Oh, and Mark Henry, like, he's moved pretty young here, right? Yeah, he's he is. He's pretty agile for a 400-pounder. Yeah, he, is, he does move pretty well at this point. He would have injuries off of that for a lot of his career, so... That yeah. kind of slows him down, but gotcha. yeah, Harry's pretty good. Well, no, I think this is pretty good. Yeah, the fruit comes the rock, and the crowd is very much here for that. Yes. So, it's good. And then after that, uh, before our next match, Steve Austin comes out mm -hmm. and just decides to threaten the timekeeper. Right. Because he doesn't want ha what happened with Bret Hart. I was just going to say, yeah, this is right from Montreal. Right, so, so they're kind of playing that up. Oh, saying this kind is, of? <laughs> yeah, saying this is the first time Vince McMahon has been ringside for a title match since that particular mm. title match. Mm. What could be happening? Exactly. So Steve Austin promises that he'll kill the timekeeper if Pretty much, he rings yeah. the bell. He's like the guy like the most like smarmy looking. Guy. Yeah. Well, that is the guy who what, they, like, did do it all the time. Acting. Yeah, he was acting even like. Mm. Yeah, def deferential. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the next match. Was yes. The one I was thinking about. Um, they show this on a lot of the clip shows too. Like yeah. Like bending the bars. So, yeah, logically, because you know, when China was the start of the slaughter, that she's still interfered. She's still interfered. So, clearly, they have to put her in a cage <laughs> to spend her above the ring. Of course. It's the only um, fair way. Yeah, to do yeah, it. shocker, she got out. Like, I think of course. Just the, well, once again, they couldn't really focus on the match. They kept cutting to her. And yeah, they kept cutting to her. Cage, and, so. Yeah, it's kind of. It's kind of just like the WrestleMania match. It's kind of like they're having a fine match, but it doesn't matter because it's all just filler for right. what's coming up at the end. And right. So they just need to do their 10-minute match. Like, until... do they really need to? I mean, is it like that big of a gimmick? Does she really have that big of a role? I guess. Uh, kind <laughs> of, but I think it's already pretty well-known. Yeah. Like, it just seemed a little extra, yeah. as you'd say today. But yes, shocker, she, like, bends the bars apart. Yep. Which I'm sure they're, you know, they're very... Well, they did a big deal with the padlock being so secure. So, so secure, she didn't yes. She couldn't get that. She's bent the bars and then jumped, like, hopped out of the ring. Well, what first they have, the, they have it like lower That's right. a bit and they show the ro that the road dog had commandeered the controls. Right, obviously. And then due to that interference, Triple H is able to... Hit a low blow in the pedigree. Yeah, the well, the X-Pac gets... Oh, yeah, X-Pac on heart so what was your reaction to this the first time you saw it uh didn't care. yeah it's kind of like okay it's 
She's <laughs> doing that. Yeah. DX at this point, it was kind of like they're in that ad stage where they're still heels, but they're like doing everything for the fans mm. to cheer for them anyways. And Owen Hart was kind of like a weird face at this point because, I mean, I mean, it's actually building to what happened the next night on uh, Raw. Yeah. But yeah, so this was kind of... Just kind of whatever. Yeah. It was kind of like both of these guys felt like they should be on something else. Gotcha. At this point, that their feud has kind of run its course. Yeah, well, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the next was the Rock and Roll versus the Newman Night Express with a very kind of Jim Cornette's metabolism caught up to him. And he was yeah, he was quite off. chubby. And yeah, so this was a repeat of like 10 years ago, this match had been in the um, same building and it would be much more lively. Lively, and the crowd would care, and yeah, this no, is not, not so much. yeah, nobody cared. There was like zero reaction. Yeah, this is not. <laughs> even though this is WCW country, there is oh really? There are not a lot of WCW fans in this. Where was this crowd? Uh, was it? It's in North Carolina, North Carolina. Uh, Greensboro. North Carolina. Yeah, it was the largest uh, crowd ever at the Greensboro Coliseum. Which, ever? Yeah. Just saying something because like they always had WCW there like every week for years. Well, but yeah, these were two old WCW. Well, the Midnight Express or, or the Rock and Roll Express were, and then the new Midnight Express were a bad version of the, the classic Midnight Express. Gotcha. So yeah, this is a match just just does not the crowd does not care about. No, there was no interest whatsoever. In no. This. That wasn't really that good either. Yeah, it was. It was fine. Yeah. Again, the, this whole show was just fine. Yeah, honestly. a lot of it. So there's gonna be some low points in these pay per views. Yeah, this is a uh, one of them. Yes, <laughs> it, it definitely was. No way out of Texas. Oh, it's Texas. Yeah, at least we don't have the Quebecers on this card. <laughs> True. So there is a funny story about it being in uh, Greensboro, though, because okay. shortly before this, Ric Flair had been. Fired slash suspended by WCW because okay. he didn't go to a show that he has time off for for his son was wrestling in a oh, amateur turn. Yeah. So they were going to actually have Ric Flair appear on camera. Ooh. But they would have said, we have a great wrestling champion here today, Mr. Reed Flair, and oh. showed him and not like actually introduce by name <laughs> Ric Flair, just have him standing by his Reed Flair's father. Nice. But then they, <laughs> and they supposedly Flair was like in a limo circling the building but i guess like at the last chance at the last second his lawyers said don't do it yeah it might be even though you're supposedly in breach of contract already don't make it worse yeah don't double breach i don't think breaching contracts like double jeopardy (laughs) no once you've done it once it's (laughs) breach it's all it's all open (laughs) i'm not a lawyer but i'm pretty sure (laughs) That's not how it works. So yeah, that didn't happen. That but that would have been a amazing quite the moment on this pay per view. Yeah, it would have been a redeeming quality. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I as a twelve year old, this was the redeeming quality was the next match. Oh, <laughs> of course it was. The ending of this next match. Uh, yeah. Which was what? So it's the first ever WWF evening gown match. Yes, versus Luna and Sable. Yep. And the whole point of the match was to. Tear each other's dresses yep. off. Yep. Once you got down to their brown panties, that is when the winner is declared. <laughs> so yeah, it's and it's kind of 
like the crowds actually want Luna to win. That's right. They want yeah. to see Sable. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And um, Daryl always being gross. Of course, yes. And they just kind of roll around with each other for yeah. two minutes, and eventually Mark Miro gets involved. And so what was the deal with him and Sable? They were like a, not like a couple, but they were like a tag team. Well, they were. It was kind of weird that they never came out and said they were married. Because they were, in real life, they okay, were. Okay, that's right. But, so it just kind of started, she was his manager, mm-hmm. and then as it kept going, the storyline, like, kind of, like, hinted that they were romantic, but didn't explicitly say. And then, by this point, it was kind of like, he said that he had a contract that said she has to be his manager, oh, or okay. something like that, Whatever. to explain why she was still... Like he said, if she wasn't with me, she'd be gone from the WWF. Gotcha. So. Does she still have those implants? Uh, I'm not sure if it's the same. Well, I just the same feel like model. they're so big. I yeah. I think they're back. I think Probably, I yeah. get those taken out. Yeah. Living on the farm with Brock. Exactly. Yeah. Or the hurt horses. Yeah. Oh, this seems like they were like potentially large. I have a feeling she probably went down a Sizes. Too. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. she had plenty of room to, oh to lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she well So she yeah, Mark Miro inter- interferes and distracts her and Luna rips her clothes off. And everyone's like, wow. Uh, and say like ah Yeah, but then Luna like rolls into like then she like pulls Yeah, she's like underneath the, the ring and it makes it seem like she pulled all of Luna's clothes off. Right, and then goes and goes wraps her up in his coat and they yeah. go away. Yeah. Once again, not really going to be a Hall of Fame no, match. But no. It was very, very But, nice. I mean, it was, and Sable was hugely over at the time. And That's true. This is, you know, they put her in a contest that she can do good in, so. Well, yeah, she just has to right. prance around in her exactly. undies. So, was Sonny at the show? I don't remember. Uh, she was, yeah, she was in the next match. That's the New right. Age Outlaws versus LOD 2000. <laughs> strange like they will win out yeah there. i think it's supposed to be post apocalyptic oh okay well after the evening young match that's when vince comes out oh yeah like, pumps up the well, pumps up the crowd like pisses off the crowd yeah it just kind of promises them that there will be a new champion how do they explain that sean well then never mind steve austin won yeah so they don't explain away sean michaels no they just pretend like he Went back to his old planet planet and got killed. (laughs) Yep. Shawn Michaels went back to his old planet and got killed. Alright, then it was New Age Outlaws versus Legion of Doom. Yes. The New Age Outlaws have a Dean Smith blow up doll to come out with. Yeah. I think Legion of Doom, yeah, much better wrestlers. and I think just they're more athletic, they're tighter. Yeah. Move a lot better. So we don't know. That's those guys, right? New Life. Yeah, the New Age Outlaws. That's Big Badass Billy Gunn and The Road Dog. Dog. Yeah. They're okay. (laughs) Yeah. LOD does. They kind of were moving better here, but they're still like, look older and. Yeah. Like time has passed them by. (laughs) Which is crazy because they're like 38 and 40 here, where like Uh, nowadays that's like. Normal. All the yeah. top performers. Are there any like wrestlers nowadays that are in their like early twenties that are like coming up? Not really the early twenties. Like 
I don't know who even like. Yeah, I think most of them are like thirties. Yeah. Like by the time you get a little bit. By the time you get up to like the main. Right. Card. Wasn't like when Randy Orton started. He was. Like yeah, he was baby. like twenty-two, and that's why he was able to be around for twenty years. Cause yep. <laughs> nowadays, if you don't start till you're thirty, you're. Yeah. Like five, six years. Yeah, I mean you could. But yeah. I wouldn't work out too well for anybody. No. So all right. So yeah, yeah it's so eventually they have like a kind of fluky. Both shoulders are on the mat, and then the outlaws retain the titles. Mm-hmm. They played along with that was a pretty good match. Because the next one was kind of stupid. This yeah. whole show's kind of stupid. <laughs> this is the Inferno match. Yes, yeah, so this was kind of like... They were hyping it up. This is what they were almost selling the pay-per-view on more than even oh, really? Austin vs. Dude Love, yeah. I can see that, because this is more like a... Yeah, it's, it's a lot like established feud versus right, and it's Austin, you know the big spectacle of having fire around the ring. And... Yeah, which just kind of made it weird because yeah. they couldn't like have like a normal quote unquote match. Right, yeah, they were. I mean, it was a lot of like Tim Lax in the middle of the ring while the fire burned, and then right, so they can't like throw people over the rope. Right, they can't do sound of music. Right, well, they did. They did have them do it once, and like. That's when the flames yeah. all jump up. Was it this like a dial space yeah. turning? Like, yep. Ooh. Ooh, Ooh the flames likes the choke slam. Fire. Oh, yeah. I wish you ever had that job. Was What's this? Fun. Yeah, pretty much a basic match. So then Vader. Yeah, then they do, they do get yeah, to the yeah, outside, though. The outside. Including the Undertaker hitting his dive over yeah. the flames. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then. And then. Oh, the drum, that's right. Yeah, Undertaker beats the <laughs> shit out of Paul Bear. That's right. Then they go up and start fighting in the fan set. Yeah. So Undertaker puts Paul Bear through the drum. Pretty good. But the ending was kind of strange because Kane just kind of backed into the flame. Yeah, he like, gets booted by the Undertaker and just kind of like puts his arm, which you can tell is like heavily wrapped. Yeah. A lot more than usual. Yeah. And then he just kind of runs to the back. Yeah, I mean... Stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. I think the first time they do it, it's something. Then after that, it kind of. They do this again. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, Undertaker versus Kane again. Oh yeah. It's usually Kane or the Undertaker. They, I think, one of them has been in each one. The Inferno matches. Yeah. Eh, yeah, I don't really care for it. Yeah. I think it's... been like it's always them again. They probably fight. They've like fought every one we've watched them so far. Well, they've been involved at least right. with each other, yeah. Because the WrestleMania was only caught them on fire, right? No, that was Royal Rumble. Oh, Royal Rumble, that's what I meant. What yeah, WrestleMania was when the Undertaker that's came right. back. I don't know, I'm tired. Yeah, <laughs> and they'll they'll be involved with each other quite a bit the rest of the year. Yeah, all right, good. Enough. I mean, they kind of have to be involved with each other. They really can't fight anybody else? No, they could, but... And this, this is back when the Undertaker was like a fixture. Yeah. When did he start becoming just uh, showing up at WrestleMania type? That was a lot later, like 2009. Okay. Yeah, he was always around. He'd take vacations, but not year-long <laughs> breaks. I want to take a vacation. All right. So then we get to the main event. Mm-hmm. Steve Austin against Dude Love. Yeah, and this is kind of your normal Steve Austin slam. I mean, this whenever Nick Boy's involved in the match, you know, he's going to get in all these ridiculous situations. Right, yeah. This was no exception. They also end up kind of on the fan stage. Yeah, it kind of starts the, like the Steve Austin main event style 
match where it's just a brawl. Yeah. All over the place. You know. Yep. Not Ooh, very TV. adherent to count outs or DQs. <laughs> right. Yeah. Dude Love takes a ridiculous bump off the bandstand. Yeah, I wrote that. Like, on lands the on his concrete Ugh, and yeah. busts yeah. the back of his head open. Ugh. Yeah. That was rough. And then the there's a lot of referee drama. Yes, yes. And then Steve basically counts himself as the winner by like slamming yes, the after, after Vince McMahon uh, is trying to help up. That's right. Dude Love and Steve Austin goes to hit Dude Love with the chair, but unfortunately he oh, hits no. Vince McMahon. Of course. And then how did the ref get knocked out? Steve Austin. Uh, I think. No, dude, love like accidentally clotheslined him. It That's wasn't great. like malice, but it was enough to keep him out. Right. Wings to the top. Yeah. And then at the very end, they do. Gerald Briscoe tells Howard Finkel that it was actually a disqualification. Ah, of course. And dude, love is the winner, which right. will set him up to get future title shots. Gotcha. But there's no title changeover. Right. The title can only change hands on pinfall. Well, I hear them say that every time I listen. But, and then we watch the... Uh... The Raw the night after. Okay. Yes. And so... Which is very weird being military themed. <laughs> well, before that, though, the first thing is it's Ken Shamrock and Owen Hart. Oh, yeah. Against the Nation of Domination. And Owen Hart turns on Ken Shamrock and joins the Nation. Nope. The black well, separatist. Obviously, the white Canadian guys are the black separatists. But hey, he could he did kind of need a home. Yeah, he way. needed. So they kind of do sell it over the next few weeks as like he was all by himself after being with his family for so long. Oh. He needed a new family and the What's nation. Bret Hart doing these days? He was in WCW. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So it was kind of like you know he he needs a family and he'll take any family that will join him. Also like. He was sick about being outnumbered by the by DX, they say. Mm. And speaking of DX, <laughs> they are shown earlier in the day because this was at they were at the Hampton Coliseum while Nitro was at the Norfolk Scope, and that's like eight miles away from each other apparently. That's funny. So they had DX dress up in. Fatigues and like, yeah, weird army parallels. And the jeep, despite them always saying that they drove a tank on the nitro, it's not a tank; it's oh, a jeep. Really? Yeah. Who's, wait, who said they drove a tank on the nitro? Like in their oh. retrospectives nowadays. Gotcha. Well, that's not quite you right. Know, jeep, tank, same thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, an army vehicle. I think some. I remember somebody being on the front of like the jeep. Yeah, I think X Pac is yeah. like, hanging yeah, at the yeah. front. Yeah, that's what I was picturing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they have, and they drive to Nitro, and they were out front of Nitro while it was, it was one of the, when the NBA playoffs ran, Nitro was shown earlier, usually at like 6.30, so I think it was one of those Nitro, so it was probably like starting earlier, as people were getting there, and DX is just like out front. Yeah, I think most people are like, who's that guy? Yeah. (laughs) Who are those guys? But then, like, and the... Like, things now, they say, like, Eric Bischoff's like, I should have just sent Haku out there to, like, oh, the, instead of closing the door, just have that 
and if it's on our property, we could film it and oh, yeah. show, you know, the DX boys getting their ass kicked. That'd be funny. Oh, man. But it wasn't. It wasn't to be the WCW decided to just try and ignore it as best they could. They should have played it back. Yeah, it's probably better for both sides if they would have, like, yeah, but, played it up, you think? Yeah, I don't know. I think neither side would have, like, neither one would have budged That's to work together, to so. Yeah, that's true. But, so, yeah. yeah, and that kind of goes, there's video of that throughout the night, kind of back and forth. And then... In the main event, it's going to be Goldust against Steve Austin for the title, and Vince McMahon has his own personal guest referee in Gerald Briscoe. Yes. And he blasts Gerald Briscoe with the WWF title, busting him wide open, and Steve Austin gets the win, of course. Yep. To continue his reign, and Vince McMahon plots what what he will possibly do next. That's right. It's always up to his plotting. Yep. All right, so now we will go to our ratings. Okay. And so I think it's definitely below Royal Rumble and oh, WrestleMania. Yeah. I think you're looking at this with No Way Out. Yeah, definitely more on that tier. Yeah, and I think, so you'll go I six. I am going to do six, yeah. Yeah. Just not really a lot of, like, standout moments in this yeah. one. I think I'm going to go with six also because I think, Looking at No Way Out, I hear that it's six and a half, and I think this is a notch Worse. below just because, well, I don't know, though. Yeah, I think they're both <laughs> comparable. Well, I mean, six and six and a half are pretty comparable. Yeah, that's true. I'll make them both six if you... All right, uh, so what were your top two matches? Oh, here, gosh, did I even like, like two of these matches? This is... Uh, not the final match. Not the Ethan Young match, not the Rock and Roll Express match. <laughs> um, not the child. Okay, so I guess the Nation of Domination and Farouk match and the Steve Austin Dude Love match. Okay, yeah. Oh. I guess for the Dude Love Steve Austin one first. If they okay, were. yeah, I thought so. Um, like I said, not, not a lot of pictures in this one. I guess that the Evening Gown match is one here. Ah. Uh. <laughs> So, Steve Austin. Yeah, I would definitely say that was the best match. And, uh, as far as, like, what got people interested, I am going to put the <laughs> evening gown match. Because, you know, I think it's definitely the third biggest match on the card. And it was promoted like it was given a lot of airtime leading up to the show was it yeah would they have they promote it like just there'd always be at least a segment about gotcha. it and usually luna would like rip it sable's clothes and gotcha well there you go <laughs> yep i am none of them are stepping into my favorite match of the year i'm gonna keep no? it at okay. the eight-man tag for now okay Mine's over a little more, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah I, I think I, that's agreeable. That's safely still my favorite. Yep. And now our next uh, voyage will be to 1998. Well, we're always in well, 1998. Yeah. May. May 1998, October, or May 31st. So this is actually one of the few five-week oh, okay. builds and lots of happenings that we will have to catch up on before we get to the event itself. Okay. 
And then, yeah, it's quite the, quite the show from Milwaukee. Oh, what's it called? Over the Edge. Over the Edge. All yes. right. I won't do any Googling. <laughs> I feel like I want I like to be suppressed. Yeah. <laughs> for a 25-year-old. Yes. For, show. Yeah. No spoilers, please. No, I won't. Yeah, I'll stay with more from the websites that I see. Yeah. <laughs> They're post retrospectives. Maybe. Well, if I was out there besides, I'm sure there are other people out there besides us doing that. But yes. I'll not seek those out. All right. That'll be good. Yep. All right. Until next time. All right. Bye. Bye. Some girls do